It's stage 17 of the Giro d'Italia. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to stage 17 of the Giro d'Italia. Today, we are finishing up a very sticky little climb at Saga di Ala. And the sort of big news, I suppose, that caught my attention heading into today's stage was we chatted briefly about Remco Evenpol the other day and how the weight of the world must be on this kid because he's a kid who's never known defeat. Everything he's done, everything he's touched since he broke through a couple of years ago, he's essentially won nearly every one-day race and stage race he's been in. And, the, you know, the, the crown is heavy on that sort of media attention. And Eddie Merckx is the latest to kind of pile in on Remco with a quote this morning. I was shocked when I first rode the Giro in 1967. I'd already ridden Paris-Nice twice i faded in the last week of the giro even though i'd already won at the blockhouse climb and i'd won a bunch sprint so i just want to say to remco he will still have to improve in many areas to win a grand tour i don't think that's helping eddie i really don't the kid's under enough pressure and today we actually seen him dropping out of the race and we're going to get to that and all the other drama because trust me when i tell you this is a podcast worth listening to because there was plenty of drama today on a day when egan bernal shows the first signs of cracking before i dive into all that let me just remind you about patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash anthony underscore walsh pause it now and go over there just make a small donation the podcast you know there's a lot of time expense inconvenience that goes into bringing a daily podcast so you can help take a little bit of the heavy lifting over there by just buying the price of a beer to support the podcast the link to that is in the bio so I suppose at the top of the show let's congratulate Dan Martin because he has got the full collection now Giro d'Italia Tour de France and Vuelta a España stage winner and in commentary I think it was Rob Hatch was in commentary today and I'm actually going to take exception with something else Rob Hatch said a minute ago but I don't think this was very controversial he had something along the lines of Irish fans will be rejoicing and I kind of was thinking as an Irish cycling fan am I rejoicing I I don't know Dan Martin but I feel almost no national connection to Dan Martin I don't know you know I, I, I know Dan I, I don't really know how to feel it's the grandparent rule in soccer nearly isn't it Dan has never struck me as somebody who's been overly patriotic I can't remember any instances that he's ever displayed any sort of Irish patriotism or pride in wearing the green jersey so he's just a rider I struggle to get behind you know when Sam Bennett wins after growing up in Waterford and racing all the local races that means something right? Eddie Dunbar you know when he pulls hard on the front of the bunch for Ineos that really means something Connor Dunn a few years ago riding for Israel Startup Nation like Connor Dunn couldn't name half the places in Ireland and I feel the same with Dan Martin I don't feel like he has much of a connection but I am nonetheless delighted to see him get that collection and I was happy to see him winning today but Rob Hatch just had speaking of Rob Hatch because I started off with Rob Hatch because uh, he gave me the sort of seed that wondered was Ireland celebrating Dan Martin's victory with him. 
But Rob Hatch had a quote today saying, this is the most isolated we've seen Bernal. And this was on the finishing climb. And at this point on the finishing climb, Bernal had two riders on front of him. And he had Castrovecchio still riding. And he had Martinez. And then he had Moscon up in the break. So he had three riders and Bernal. And there was, at this point, Vlasov was dropped. Ciccone was dropped. Like... Remco Evenpoel was dropped really good riders had been dropped Hugh Carty was dropped GC guys were gone and Ineo still had three domestiques with Bernal and Rob Hatch was pondering and wondering if this is the most isolated we've ever seen Bernal Ineos had a massive display of strength today even if Bernal cracked so we'll get to kind of the action on how it unfolded we've seen a 19 man break going away and it actually struggled to get away into the difficult headwind which Dan Martin kind of flagged afterwards in his interview. And Giovanni Moscon from Ineos got up the road, along with Dan Martin and Bruce Shard and a few others. And I, what was interesting for me was Moscon getting in the break. And tactically, I thought it was a nice move from Ineos. It's always a nice move to get a man ahead of the action, but it's also a nice, a nice sentiment from Ineos. And we've kind of praised Bernal this week. And Ineos you know by implication for respect and tradition and Moscon is racing into his hometown on his home training roads so it was cool to see him in the break and I'm sure his local friends and family and stuff really appreciated him up the road uh, all day and then he was there at the pointy end to help Bernal a little bit and so we have Castrovecchio on the final climb Dan Martin has dropped Moscon he dropped Brouchard and he's gone solo and Dan Martin as we know goes on to take take the, the stage win but what's happening behind is interesting because we have Castrovecchio for Ineos and he rides out of his socks and he drops Vlasov Ciccone who was caught up in a big crash where he went down with uh, Nibali and Remco Remco has since just announced just before I started the podcast that he won't be starting tomorrow I think probably a good decision and he's got two plus weeks of racing in so that's gonna stand him well in the future um, we've Castrovecchio uh, just killing the race ripping bodies apart like Hugh Carty's dropped Bardet is dropped Ciccone's dropped Vlasov has dropped he's just shredded the group and then what we have happen is Almeida go on the attack and Yates goes after him Almeida tent on GC goes on the attack now I know you can look back and kind of and I've even thought out loud about Almeida saying like what would happen Remco's gone home, Almeida is on the attack. What would happen if it switched around and Remco rides for Almeida? But honestly, like the directors, Patrick Lefebvre and the other directors at Quickstep, they went on the best information they had. Like we can't forget that Almeida lost a shit ton of time on the Force Mountain stage, three minutes or so on the Force Mountain stage. So it's not a straight up team order that Remco was going to be team leader. It was the road decided. Almeida didn't have legs in the first week. And that's why we found them in that position, being called back on the gravel sections in support of Remco. So, you know, he's going on the attack and he's finishing the Giro super well. Great for him. But, you know, it's it's on merit that he was called back for Remco. Just to put that to bed, because I know I'm going to get Instagram DMs. It's over on roadman.cycling, because a few people asked me. Uh, I know I'm going to get DMs about that one. Uh, so, Almeida goes. Yates goes with him. And Bernal and Martinez, Martinez riding out of his skin for Ineos, can follow. And then Yates ups it again. And what happens? For the first time, Bernal cracks. The very, very first time we have seen Bernal cracked. 
and Martinez stays with him. He even, we get a great image of Martinez kind of cajoling him and motivating him. And Yates goes clear, Yates goes clear with Almeida and they pull out a gap. Now for me, the most puzzling and annoying thing of this whole stage was Caruso, who's been dropped but earlier, slightly earlier, he can't follow the Yates attack. Caruso just decides to ride his own pace. Caruso comes back to a noticeably struggling, and his director would have caught this on TV, and noticeably struggling Bernal. Because at this point, Bernal has called Martinez back on the radio. Martinez has started riding. Bernal's got dropped again from Martinez's wheel. He's visibly distraught. Caruso catches him. And then he starts riding tempo. Like, tempo like he's a domestique for Ineos. Caruso is second on GC at this point, And he starts riding at steady enough tempo that Bernal and Martinez can follow. I can't get my head around this at all. There's literally zero upside. Well, there's one upside. It's pure, you know, also-ran mentality. It's him saying, I want to minimise my chances of Yates knocking me off the podium. But Bernal had the same motivation. He needed to ride or he's going to lose the Giro. It's a bigger motivation. And he has a teammate. So Caruso does not need to ride. Martinez needs to ride. Bernal needs to follow. Caruso needs to wait, 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 and then hit him. Caruso not only doesn't do that, but he has a teammate that comes out of nowhere. I don't know where the fuck Peo Basco came from. I think he was airdropped in. But he shows up out of nowhere, and he starts riding tempo as well. A tempo that Bernal can follow. So it just... Do you know what? It just screamed of... Someone summed it up in a tweet. There's two types of mentality, nearly. It's Rigoberto Oran or Alberto Contador. And Contador goes on the attack because he's a champion. Uran has never gone on the attack. He's always followed. And that's what we've seen from Caruso. We've seen a guy who's been second fiddle for so long on teams. And still, at the, going into this year's race, chief lieutenant for Miguel Landa, who's gone home early... We've seen a lad who has just so many times been the bridesmaid and not even the bridesmaid. He's been the fucking flower girl and now he's been promoted to bridesmaid and he said, you know what? I'm happy being bridesmaid. I'm never going to be the bride. He had a chance. Bernal was vulnerable and we never see Bernal vulnerable. It's two weeks and he hasn't showed one tiny crack and we got that crack and that might be the only crack we see and he didn't stick the knife in. He is going to be lying on his deathbed 50 years from now and he's going to wonder, fuck, I wonder if I attacked, does Bernal come apart completely? So, ah, I don't know. So, anyway, uh, it was just bizarre. It was bizarre. So, if the stage finished out with Dan taking the stage win, holding on for a great win for Dan and Israel's startup nations, their second Grand Tour stage win, uh, I think... Alex Dowsett took a stage last year. Actually, Dan took a stage as well because everything was reshuffled last year. Uh, Dan won. Almeida jumped Yates in the finish and he was 13 seconds behind. Yates was at 30 seconds. They were the top three. Little further back, Caruso was at 120 and Bernal was at 123. So, look, how this is how this plays out on GC now. So, although Bernal got dropped, the irony of this is he actually gained on a lot of key rivals because they got dropped earlier. So, it wasn't the worst day for him but there will be concerns that he's shown fatigue because there's two ways to come into Grand Tours. You can come in and go super well on the first week and then you start, you know, you're overcooked, you're too trained, your stress is too high for the last week or you can come in undercooked. Like it looks like Almeida has done that quite well. You don't perform in the first week, but you peak for the last week. 
So look, we've got some interesting days racing ahead, but Bernal's leading the race uh, at the moment. Caruso's at 2.22. He gained three seconds today. Simon Yates is at 3.23. He's the big mover up onto the podium spot. He gained 57 seconds against Bernal today. Vlasov, one of the big losers, he lost. he's at 6.03 from Bernal. He lost a minute and 45 today. And then the one guy who we talked about two days ago, he could potentially win the Giro d'Italia or at least put a show on on the bad weather. Then the stage got shortened for just a laughable farce of circumstances that we still haven't been able to decipher with extreme weather protocols. Hugh Carty is at 6.09 now and he shipped to 2.29 today. Real disappointing for Hugh Carty. Tomorrow, stage 18. We are a long-ass stage tomorrow. It's a flat stage, luckily for the climbers. 231 kilometres. We're starting out in Rovotero and we are finishing in Stradella. At 231 kilometres, they would better pray it's dry. And actually, something we've noticed, and Adam Yates flagged it as well in his post-race interview, every single time it rains, Adam Yates is a bad time, which is bizarre for the Brit, but that's the way it is. So I'm sure he'll be hoping there's no more rainy days this year's Giro d'Italia. Look, it's still a big lead, 221 from Caruso. And Caruso doesn't look like he can drop Bernal or has any interest. Could even be riding for Ineos. Maybe he has an Ineos jersey on underneath that Bahrain victorious jersey. Who knows? But Simon Yates is the danger man at the moment at 3.23. Can I see Yates getting 3.23 back? I don't think so. Considering he also can't time trial for Toffee. So uh, I, I just don't see it. But look, it's going to make a fascinating last week the hero always does make a fascinating last week it was great for you today roadman i'm gonna to chat to you again tomorrow hey everybody it's anthony again really quick i want to invite you to join arguably the best thing i've ever put out inside the roadman community it's a challenge it's a challenge called the 14 day kickstart challenge so regardless of where your fitness is at right now this is going to be the catalyst for making you faster and making you leaner i've created this challenge to take the guesswork out of everything. It's 14 days of training plans, regardless of what your level is. There's masters, beginner, advanced. There's meal plans, shopping list, and even a video course holding your hand and talking you through it all. So what I recommend you do right now is just stop everything, press pause on this audio, and go to roadmancycling.com forward slash 14 day, or check out the link in the bio. That's roadmancycling.com slash 14 day.